Hey guys, welcome to the Inspire Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4, and today I want to talk about how Sanford Braun goes from average to Hall of Famer and becomes the youngest Hall of Famer in MLB history. Sanford Braun, better known to us as Sandy Koufax, spent 12 years in the major leagues, but his first six were average at best. Compiling a 36-40 and 40, uh, record, he had a 4.10 ERA, and he really struggled with his control. He, here's the issue, though. The issue is that he was completely focused on the velocity of his fastball. He changed that focus between years 6 and 7, which marked the second half of his career, to just focusing on one thing, throwing strikes. On the strength of one dazzling five-year period, Sandy Koufax may have been the most dominating pitcher who ever lived. From 1962 to 66, this Los Angeles Dodgers lefty compiled a record of 111 wins and 34 losses. That's incredible. Along with an earned run ERA of 2.02. Unimaginable. During this span, Koufax won one National League Most Valuable Player, received three Cy Young Awards, reached 25 victories in three different seasons, helped his team to two World Series crowns, and threw four no-hitters, including a perfect game in 1965. And his most dominant year came in 1965. He finished 26-8 record. He had a 2.04 ERA and a record 382 strikeouts. He won Cy Young and was the MVP of the World Series, helping the Dodgers to victory over our beloved Minnesota Twins. Now, Koufax's achievements are pretty remarkable considering the amount of pain he was in during his final two seasons. And this is one of the things that just makes him just an astounding player to me. He suffered from a case of traumatic arthritis in his left elbow. He still led the majors in wins, ERA, and strikeouts in both seasons. But by the end of 1966, doctors actually told Koufax his arthritis was so severe that he could actually lose his arm if he continued pitching. So at the height of his power, he walked away from the game. One of my favorite quotes from Koufax is this, when he said, I became a good picture, pitcher when I stopped trying to make them miss the ball and started trying to make them hit it. Another one of my favorite ones is, he said this, a guy that throws what he intends to throw, that's the definition of a good pitcher. So what do we learn from this? I mean, you, you can't do Koufax's story justice in a, in a 10 minute or less podcast, but um, as I hear this, as I read these certain things about Koufax and learn a little bit about his life uh, and add add to some things that I already knew, um, what are you focused on? What are we focused on? Last week's podcast, we talked about what are you passionate about? What are you gifted with? And of those giftings and passions, how do you, how do you I guess, deploy those to your family, to your friends, to others around you to, to help them, to bring them up? What are you focused on? Are you focused on the right thing? Are you focused on the wrong thing? In my line of work, we I'm in church planting, and so we start churches, and particularly for me, it's all over Minnesota, Wisconsin, and there's one focus, there's one goal, to which every other goal is subservient, to the point where if it isn't helping me get to the one goal, which is a strike for me, is a new church start. A new church start is a strike. Everything else, isn't and if it doesn't add up to a strike if it doesn't help with a strike then what i'm doing in my line of work is focusing on the velocity of my fastball which is good but that is not the primary goal 
as a father, I have a primary goal. As a husband, I have a primary goal. As a friend, what is the one strike, the one thing in the, all aspects of your life that are most important? What is the strike you should be throwing today? And while we're talking strikes, it's important to understand that there's not a strike point. There's a strike zone. And there's actually a history of this strike zone. Believe it or not, in 1876, a batter, or what was called then, and what's noted on the, the baseball almanac, a batsman, could actually call for a high, low, or fair pitch. Now, that all ended uh, shortly after that. It wasn't even a decade, like, or I guess it was a little over a decade. 1887, the batter could no longer call for a high or a low pitch. And the strike zone sort of kept evolving from there. You had uh, what was going to be a strike, considered a strike if it were a tip, if it were a foul ball, uh, if people were on base, if they weren't on base, uh, all the way up until 1996 when the strike zone was expanded to the lower end, moving from the top of the knees to the bottom of the knees. I love what Oakland Athletics General Manager Billy Bean says. He says, the game is all about control of the 17-inch triangle. Hitters who force pitchers to stay in the strike zone are productive, and pitchers who take hitters out of the strike zone are dominant. All about the 17-inch triangle. So what do we know? We know we got to throw strikes. That's how we win. And if we're going to throw strikes, we got to know where the strike zone is. And so we've got to define that. But you know what? The last piece of this is you got to know what kind of pitcher you are. And if you're a pitcher that can throw that fastball, then you throw it. If you're a pitcher that can throw a crazy curveball, changeup, whatever it may be, you got to know what kind of pitcher you are. When I was in high school, uh, a guy that was a grade above me, uh, Kevin Millwood, uh, in our high school, I remember him on our high school baseball team and could just flat out throw the ball. I mean, 90, 94, 95, I mean, just his fastball was insane. And he eventually went to the minor leagues. And eventually, if you know your baseball, he went to the Braves and I think went to the Phillies. And I'm not sure where he went from there, but he was a pretty good pitcher, this guy. And his fastball and his patience uh, in pitching was, was amazing. It was, it was great. And so you got to know, what kind of pitcher are you? And so as we put all this together and we hear and we, we learn from Koufax's story, we got to throw strikes. You got to figure out where your strike zone is and you got to be comfortable with what kind of pitcher you are because you back into that and say, this is what kind of pitcher I am. Here's the strike zone. Here's what I'm after right here. Everything outside of this is just a ball and it's not leading to a win unless you just get lucky and, 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 and your deception on the strike uh, ends up um, in your favor, which rarely uh, happens. And what is a strike? Defining what a strike is. So I hope you're inspired today to think about that. What type of pitcher are you? What type of person are you? What type of, what, what are you passionate about? Like we talked about last week. What are your giftings? And how can you take your passions and your giftings and serve other people with those things? You'll be, you'll be most happy in life. You'll experience most joy when you're serving other people with your passions and giftings and not... Uh, not controlling and lording those things over them because that's what type of pitcher you are. And when you find out what type of pitcher you are, then you begin to determine what's, what's, your, what's your values. Your values are your strike zone. And your, your virtue is the strikes. 
So the virtues are you act, you're actually acting out your values. So when you think about this whole thing as a person, whether it's a father, mother, husband, wife, uncle, friend, whatever it may be, who you are, what type of picture you are, and the values that you have, your strike zone, determine the virtues, which are the strikes, and those are the things in life that we need to focus on in simplicity. This is not a complex situation. A strike is a strike. There's 17-inch triangle and controlling that. So let's sum it all up. A winning pitcher has three components. That pitcher needs to know who they are. That pitcher needs to know where the strike zone is. And that pitcher needs to have the courage to throw strikes. And so I hope you're inspired today to spend some time figuring out who are you, being comfortable with who you are, and understanding what's the strike zone, what would be a strike, and just having the courage to throw them. This has been another episode of the Inspired Podcast. I hope you were inspired to stop throwing balls and start throwing strikes.